Hi, I'm Dora from Dora Nicolau, and my drink of choice is a chai. I'm Gemma from Contently Driven, and my drink of choice is red wine. And I'm Michaela from Inspired Office, and my drink of choice is a sparkling white wine. Work Life Wine Time supports the responsible consumption of alcohol. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our beautiful listeners. This is episode 41 and I'm Dora and I'm here today um, and I'm very excited to connect with our guest speaker today, um, workwife wine herself, uh, Vari McGowan. Vari is a certified life and success coach living in Melbourne and working with wonderful clients around the world. Vari, do you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hi everyone. Thank you so much, Dora and the team for inviting me onto the pod. And yeah, hi to everyone that's listening. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, sure. So um I'm a Scottish Kiwi Hufflepuff. So I was born in New Zealand. I grew up in the UK. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and I've lived in Melbourne literally for four years, like uh last week. So that's exciting. Um my corporate career was in events and leadership in like an Olympics, a castle, a zoo, a museum, loads of different places. Um, and I've known for a little while that coaching was what I wanted to do. And finally got my act together last year, um, became a certified life coach and a certified ICF coach and have been full-time coaching for just over a year now due to a pandemic redundancy so that's me wow what a story sounds like you've you've traveled a lot you've been to a lot of places and um you've got quite a lot of experience yeah it's amazing to reflect when um yeah someone asked the other day about a favorite place I've worked at and I was like I think it's like a three-way tie I'm not sure I can answer that question (laughs) it's good it's good not to you know it's good to be able to say you've had you know, really good experiences in the workforce. And um, what are we going to talk about today? My favourite topic. So um, my whole coaching practice and business is based around trying to get to a more um, equal place for women in the workplace and in leadership. So my, I guess, favourite subject is helping women who are doubting themselves and or have had doubt projected onto them from society from their workplace and are just procrastinating on their big dreams and I help them to take courage which is brave action with confidence and heart and that's my favorite thing wow sounds amazing why did you why do you choose to describe it as courage when you're coaching so this is a really good question I when um I'd started on my coaching course and knew this was sort of my path a couple of years ago I was like I feel like I need a word to go with coach to really encapsulate what I want to do and I want it to be a little bit different from what other people would I guess describe themselves as or the word they would use um and I'm just a big fan of alliteration so I was like I wonder if I could find a c word to go with coach um and I was literally walking um, just around our neighborhood last year. I listened to this podcast about like focusing on what you really, really wanted to do. And I was like, there's so much about work. There's so much about bravery and action and confidence. And I just, I couldn't find the word. Um, and then courage came to me and I was like, I wonder what the actual definition is, because it's a word we hear in a lot of different um, places. 
And then when I Googled it, it was like to take courage is to take brave action with confidence, confidence and heart. And I was like, there's my word. That's beautiful. I love it. I love the confidence and the heart because you've really got to, it's really got to be aligned with you and you've really got to feel it deep inside to be able to connect. And that's beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your mission. So um, I guess my mission and what I was known for in the corporate world was bringing people together, bringing teams together, encouraging people, creating a really uh, positive work environment and a lot of development. Um, But the whole time, like I was a general manager and I was 27 and people were always like, oh, the young one, the young one. And I'm like, I'm so much more than what my age is. And at a lot of tables, I would be the woman in the room and often the only one. Um, And that was sort of I guess the main thing that I was portrayed as, and I don't think that's fair to ever describe someone with just one or two words. Um, And as I was sort of figuring this all out the past few years, um, I was interviewing for a job and we had discussed salary. And then they came back to me with an offer that was like, I think it was 18% less than what we talked about in the interview. And when I just said, you know, that's a really big difference. The man said, oh, you just, who was a hiring manager, he said, just take it, Barry, and just buy less shoes. And I was like, how, like, how are you saying this to me? And this isn't like 2019. This wasn't very long ago. And I just couldn't figure out a response to this question. It was it was like a conference call. So I was just muting myself for a second to compose myself. And this story, when I told it, um, it's actually something that she mentors community recognized me for. And that was amazing. But when I emailed this whole thing to my mom and I was like, um, so my mom's in the UK, we don't have an email relationship. It's just a handy <laughs> way to chat. Um, and I was like, Hey, like I've been recognized for this and this happened and I'm really excited. And she wrote back to me and she was like, I'm so disappointed that all the BS I faced in the eighties as a woman at work is just the same. How are you experiencing the same things? Like, 30 years later it's just it's insanity um and it really got me thinking about kind of the stats we hear about women in leadership and diversity in leadership and representation and gender pay gaps and I'm looking at it saying you know I'm experiencing the same thing my mom and my grandmothers did and then you look at the stats and at the minute it's like 135 years to get to gender equality and that's literally like my great 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 granddaughter and I was like, how, how can I say to my children, never mind my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren, yes, you're kind of almost earning what a man would, like so close, girls. And I was like, I have to make a difference and I have to highlight the problem. And I think people think we're making such progress on this. And everyone's like, oh, the gender pay gap reduced last year. And I'm like, by less than 1%. Like, if you think that's good enough, you really need to have a good hard look in the mirror. And that's kind of become my mission with coaching is to help get to that faster and to encourage people to speak up because often when we do we're sort of slapped back down and I think we just have to keep going wow I'm 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 really shocked at his response and those statistics like I didn't realize these things actually happen and to that level like wow I just have to compose myself after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting when um 
when I'm kind of sharing information, things about this. And people are like, well, what year are these statistics from? And I'm like, 2021, people. <laughs> like, Wow. Because you do hear about it, but to actually have statistics to go with it, it makes it much more real because we have these conversations, but throwing the statistics and it makes a whole lot of difference. Wow. So how do you help your clients um, um, with your coaching? T- tell me about it. So often what women will come to me with is that there's sort of a new a new ch- chapter, a next step. It might be a new service they're doing in their business. They might be moving into new industry at work. They might be moving country. They might be pivoting. We all know how much pivoting's happened in the world in the last two years. And they're sort of stuck in this place where they're not really sure what they want. They're not really sure how to get there. And they're in this kind of spiral we've all been in where you doubt if you can do something. So you just procrastinate on doing it. And that makes you doubt you can do it more. So then you just don't do it anymore. And then you just spiral. Um, so a lot of my coaching is helping women to figure out what they really want. And often no one's asked that question as plain and simply to someone like, if you could do anything, you know, what could you actually do? What would you really want to do? And then helping people figure out why they're doubting themselves, why they're stuck. And the big thing that I always say to people is we have to be designing actions. That's a huge part of ICF coaching and moving forward, building momentum, staying on track and keeping in touch and keeping going with the action in the right place. And I think that it's it's the feeling of being unstuck having a plan and also that momentum building like we've all done it where we're like okay so I've started this thing and then we're like oh but that was no no more (laughs) like I've started it and it's just gonna sit there and it's really that um continuation that's what I love to coach on okay so you help them pick up what they've started but they might be feeling stuck on and and moving forward with it yes I I could definitely I've definitely experienced that in my own business where I've been stuck or you know I've got this really great idea and then I just I stop yeah (laughs) and it's just you just it's like yeah I've still got this passion but I'm just going to be busy over here with something completely different to distract myself (laughs) cool definitely needed so how do you how do you nurture their confidence when you're coaching so I think The thing about confidence that people forget is that it's self-confidence for a reason and it's not the sort of external validation that people look for. It has to be the belief in yourself and in who you are and what you've done and what you will do and what you believe in rather than waiting for things to come from other people. So that's often the start of the work. And then I really like to use the word nurture because I think we hear so much about like building and boosting confidence. Like they're the two words that are used most often. But for me, that is so, they're quite forceful words and they're quite rigid words. Um, And I think that nurture is where we have to look at it. You know, we can't just be kind of pushing forward and ignoring what's happening and trying to be more confident in ourselves. We have to nurture that confidence and think you know what feeds it what's going to help it what will stoke the fire a little bit more you know how can I celebrate what I've already done and a lot of the time people are I know I've been guilty of this I'm sure a lot of people listening are you're just so busy with all the different things that you kind of forget to reflect back and be like oh I've actually done 
all these other things. And it's amazing when I say to women, you know, well, when have you started a new a new chapter and been successful? And they just have this list, but they're like, I sort of forget to realize what I've already, you know, what I've already done and what I've got to be confident in and proud of. Um, and I think the other thing that's really helpful, and again, is forgotten a lot, is that confidence means something different to everyone. And people will often be in this sort of fight with themselves where they'd be like, oh, I just want to be more confident. I just want to be more confident. But they haven't set what that means and they haven't put a marker somewhere to be like, when this happens or when I feel this way, that's me being confident and that's enough. And they just end up being like, oh yeah, I need to be, need to be, need to be. And I'm like, well, what on earth are you actually trying to get to? And once you've got a goal, you've got a line in the sand to be like, all right, this is the, even just the first marker of success. And then this is maybe the six month marker. It's, it's so helpful because I've got some amazing answers when I said to women, you know, well, what, what does confident you look like? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, unlikely to get somewhere if we don't know where we're going. <laughs> That's so true. And I think sometimes we're so busy, we don't actually stop and think about what does success look like or what does confidence look like or, or I want to be here, so how am I actually going to get there? We're just busy in the weeds um, and not actually looking at the big picture. Absolutely. And I had a really enlightening conversation with a client last week where she was like, it's just, it's board meetings. And we've all, we've all been in meetings that we find intimidating and scary and confidence crushing, especially with certain other personality types in there. But I was like, okay, so if you, if you turned up to this meeting really confident, you know, what would you do? What would you say? How would you behave? She's like, I've no idea. I was like, well, that's probably why you're getting so frustrated with yourself. And we do need to start there. Yeah, and, and the other thing that really, when you were talking before about um, those skills that we've already get, got is um, I remember having, after having my second baby and I'd been made redundant while I was pregnant and I kind of stopped and I was like, well, what's next? I've got two young children and I started working with a coach and she was like, look at all the things that you've done in the past. And I sat there with a pen and paper after the call and I wrote down everything. And I was like, wow, I've done all these things. But in my head, I was like, these aren't transferable to anything. But they were because you can take those skills from industry to industry or from job to job, even if they're in, even if they're different jobs and you can still transfer those skills. So it's, yeah, it's really important to look at what we've done in the past to help our confidence. Definitely. So you mentioned before about um, courage being confidence and about brave action with confidence and heart. Can we talk a little bit more about work and, and being heart-centred? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, again, this is a thing that people forget and they often, you know, we have this conversation quite a lot, I guess, now, which is great about it's not necessarily the work you do every day, it's the purpose behind what you're doing. And the big thing that I found really eye-opening for a lot of people, including myself, is that when we talk about our work and whether it's, you know, we're happy where we are, we want to make a move or we want to make a big change or we're just, you know, moving into a new role or a new team or into a new business, is that we have this constant conversation about like, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. 
And I've had a few really amazing um, clients who've actually come to the point of like, well, what do I feel? And like, what's on my heart? And no one's going to see this, but like, I've got my hands on my heart at the minute. And it's a really interesting exercise when we get so in our heads, we sort of forget to feel what's happening. And I think that we can tell and, you know, whether you want to call it intuition or gut or whatever you want it to be, if you take a second and kind of feel into what you think you might want to do or what's right or wrong in a situation, you get an answer that it might be less tangible, but it might be more valid. And I know that there's been lots of different things, you know, and you know what it's like when you're trying to start a business There's like a million different pieces of advice from everywhere and everyone. And there's just so much on the internet to get overwhelmed with. And quite often I've had to ask myself, like, how do I feel about this course? How do I feel about this mentor? How do I feel about this idea? How do I feel about this podcast? How does this book make me feel? And it doesn't have to be this critical analysis of your work while you're doing. It can just be a, you know what? I really feel like this is the right person to guide me at this stage. I feel like this is the way for me to go. I feel like this opportunity and trying to get back to that you know, what's in your heart, what do you really want to do, what impact you want to have on the world. And I'm not saying don't think about things, but I think the feeling has to be at least as important. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's really beautiful. Um, how do you take, how do you help people take brave action, especially in really challenging times like <clears throat> lockdowns where we're stuck at home? <laughs> I have to say I'm feeling very... It dawned on me, I think it was Monday night, I was like, I'm feeling really bored and uninspired. Like I'm, you know, regulating kids' emotions and, you know, cooking dinners and trying to slot in work between, you know, between that. And it's just like, I just just want to be free. So how, how do you help people take that action? Yeah, good question. And I know that it's exactly how a lot of us have felt, <clears throat> especially those of us in Melbourne, that there is, maybe a lack of inspiration and motivation in the air um and the action is really interesting because you know much like confidence brave can mean lots of different things to different people and there's this perception out there that brave has to be this like all in very physical forceful like huge action and like brave is what's brave for you and often it's really interesting when I work with women I'm like what's that one action that you just think might unlock everything else for you or you're really stuck on and it's like one conversation one text one email you know one bringing something up with someone in their life maybe it's their boss maybe it's yourself it's one action to kind of I guess get the ball rolling and also that when you've done that you'll feel so much better that the next step you'd like will be easy like I've, I've gotten over the first one and I guess once I've helped people to understand what that step might be you just have to look at how you can get in the best place you know yourself physically mindset wise etc to take it and what's the real benefit of doing this what's happening and I've had people just say you know I just I need to highlight this or I need to actually express how I'm feeling to someone or you know, I just need to admit to possibly somebody at work that, you know, this new option or this new role, just it's, it's not the right, it's not the right thing for me. It's not what I want to do. Um, 
And a lot of the time, I think that it will be much less scary than you built up to be in your head. And it is often that one, <coughs> that one brave action. And I've seen, like I had a client last year who had gotten to a place of just hating social media, hating what it was becoming, hating put her, putting herself out there on there. And I was like, that's great. There are lots of other ways to, to do things and let's work with something that is a first step you're more comfortable with. And she was doing all this great work um, and we'd come to the end of working together. And it came up on my Instagram and she was like, so I'm doing a live video series. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> she was like, what, you, you didn't want to post a picture for yourself? And she's like, well, you know what? All the other action was okay. That first step was great. So we're just going to keep building momentum. And I was like, that's incredible. And if you think whatever the equivalent is to you of the action you're scared of, start somewhere and I think you'll be amazed with where it leads yeah absolutely I think sometimes we build things up in our head making it feel really big and scary and unattainable and then we finally sit down and we're like no I'm gonna eat the frog I'm gonna do this now and you do it and you're like took me 20 minutes in my head I built it up to be so huge like I did that recently with a survey it's like I just wanted to ask a few questions and just get some feedback and it literally took me 20 minutes to do but I'd put it off for four weeks. You know, I could have done it so quickly. But I think, yeah, it, it is a lot about mindset and just, you know, sometimes sitting down and just taking those small steps. Wow, cool. What's the key to keep going? Good question. So <clears throat> I think the key to keep going is, to keep the big goal in mind and the big kind of purpose, but also to kind of like we touched on earlier, like keep a record of those things that you have done and how it felt and what that small step got you. Um, I know we were just chatting before we hit record about um, five uh, Couch to 5K, which is like a running program I'm doing. Um, and I have definitely had this because I tried to do it last year. I've never run before. It took me twice as long as it should have done. It was really difficult to keep motivation but I think this year I've like it's up on our um, blackboard wall in the house there's a bit of a like you know a tick box where you can say what you've done and recognize the achievements and the first run I hadn't run in 11 months the first run was not pleasant but I was literally like I'm going to leave my house I'm going to run around the block in intervals and I'll be back in my house 15 minutes later no matter what happens so that can't be that terrible (laughs) unless Melbourne weather had struck at that time, we know it has a habit of doing it this time of year. And I was like, that won't be that terrible and we'll, we'll know where we are and that's a good start. Um, and I think for me, and it's so key with this momentum piece is, and I've got it mapped out where I um, kind of should be getting to, although I don't really like the word should, where the program is at each week and where I'm hoping to get to. But also just if there's progress every week, that's enough. So this week was going from three minute to five minute intervals. And I was like, you know what, if I get to a four, that'll be great. Like we need to be grateful for that action and maybe we'll get to five next week and that'll be great. But as you're going along and taking this action, it's also important that you have that, like that overall big goal or that purpose in mind. And I know that for me, this has been part of really trying to get back into my health in a lot of different ways this year. And I want to be able to kind of 
literally look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? You've really invested in your physical, your mental, your emotional health. You're getting back to that kind of best self for yourself and for everyone else. And, you know, hopefully in four or five weeks time, I'll be able to run my 5k in 35 minutes and then I'll be able to do that. And that's worth the leg pain that I'm in right now. (laughs) I I like it. Yeah, I definitely, I've similarly started doing the 5k app and similar to you, I started last year and never run before. And I got to that day before we hit the 5k and I injured myself. And then I was off my leg for I don't know, it's supposed to be no weight bearing for like eight weeks. And I was like, but, you know, I, I did just stop and look back and go, well, I came back, I, I came from not running at all and it might have taken me a bit longer and I may have injured myself, but I, I, I achieved something and I something I have never achieved before. So I could definitely, definitely see the, the value in, you know, looking back at our achievements. It's beautiful. Definitely. Um, and I do like when you said, you know, I'm just going to run around the block because that's what I did. That's the way I started back last week. I was just like, I'm just going to go over to the Oval. It's not far. So I'm still in my comfort zone, but I'm going for a run. <laughs> exactly. And it, yeah, and I guess when you do get back into it, how do you keep that momentum going? I think you have to know what works for you as that reward and that celebration. And I know that for me, it's like being able to tick something off on a chart on the wall is like, you know, feeling of accomplishment on the really hard days last year, I went to the bakery and bought myself a cake and then put it in the kitchen. So I was like, I'm running home to the cake. So I need to get on this program (laughs) because I know that's what will motivate me. Right. And you have to keep yourself motivated and you also have to keep it really fun and interesting. And even if it's a work project that is quite dull in what you're actually doing you know how can you make it a little bit more enjoyable how can you make it more fun and also how can other people help you stay on track and keep momentum so it's great to self-motivate but I hear so many people setting these goals and then not telling a single soul they've set them and I was like you have to have someone in your corner and someone cheering you on and my partner is like a a real runner that's that's his thing always has been um so you know I know that when I was like oh this like this next bit so hard and I don't want to do it and he'll be like nope you've got this you can do this like logically here's the situation like this is what's going to happen and you don't have to put the whole weight on yourself to motivate yourself and to keep going it's it's little steps but it's the right you know the right people around you and the right person who knows what you're trying to achieve and why to kind of give you that little kick when you maybe you don't have it in you yourself to do it. Mm, that's beautiful. And a nice little cheer squad cheering you from the sidelines. Keep running. You can do it. <laughs> like the, like the 5k app that says, you know, you're halfway there. And I'm like, yes, I'm halfway through that workout that I didn't think I'd do. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Um, thanks for that. I, I've learned lots today and I can't wait to go off and, and try a few of these things. Um, Mari, tell us where our listeners can find you. Can you give us your social handles and your website? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if you're in the coffee area, you can find me running around the park (laughs) for the next five (laughs) or six weeks. 
um but so my instagram is very coaches courage um my website is courageandcareercoach.com and i have my own podcast the courage and career show so you can definitely catch up with me there as well great and before we go can you give us one final takeaway for our listeners this is a good question so the quote I saw this morning that might fit is that you miss 100% of the shots you don't take so nothing will definitely get you nowhere but something might get you somewhere oh I love it yes that's awesome fabulous and because on our podcast we all have a drink of our choice what is your drink of choice oh this is interesting I did um six months off alcohol at the start of this year so I've really been um choosing my drinks wisely um I think in terms of a celebration drink it's definitely a nice glass of Pinot Noir and in terms of I guess a daytime drink I'm a big chai person and I've got the whole kit at home now it's one of my lockdown treats to make it myself which is really nice Oh, well, once we get off, you'll have to tell me about that because uh, definitely a chai drinker over here. (laughs) Brilliant. Thanks. Uh, That's a wrap. And as always, kick-ass women and fellow workwives, remember you're not alone because collaboration is power. And most importantly, we all get it. Thank you so much, Vari, for all your amazing insights and being my first guest on the Workwife Wine Time podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more, then check out our website, www.workwifewinetime.com.au. While you're there, jump on our mailing list to receive special updates and offers from our guests. Until next time, take care and drink responsibly.